cliffcentral.com. So I want to introduce a guest of ours this morning, uh, Patrick Arie, who is going to be with us in just a second. Do you watch the Curiosity Channel on DSTV? DST- Love Curiosity Channel. All right, so DSTV Channel uh, 185. I was actually watching it just the other day. Um, they've got a brilliant, brilliant show called Evolve, um, which takes viewers on a visually spectacular global journey into the fascinating world of biomimicry. Do you know what that is? Um, I don't know exactly what it is, but I imagine it's something that mimics um, stuff, you know, micro robots and microcontrollers that mimic things. Oh, hello, good morning. This is, that's, good that's morning. Right. This, this is Patrick. Now, uh, he'll tell us about this. Uh, Patrick, by the way, we've got to talk about you for just a second because you're a really, really interesting sure. guy. You're a documentary filmmaker. Let me just introduce you to everybody. Yeah. Wildlife TV presenter. You're a self-confessed thrill seeker with a fasc- fascination for how things work and a passion for an incredible story. Your career began with a degree in molecular and cellular biology years ago at the UK's University of Bristol. But now you're well known to us on our TV screens. And Patrick, it's a great pleasure to have you on the show this morning. Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it's, it's a pleasure. So let's help Aki. What is biomimicry? We'll start with that and we'll talk a little bit about Evolve. You know, I think it was, it was kind of close. You were close, to be honest, you know, if you don't know what it is. So biomimicry uh, uh, does exactly what it says on the tin. Bio meaning life, mimicry to copy. So this is the field of study where you look towards natural systems, animals, plants, maybe microbes, to try and figure out how they've overcome some of the challenges uh, in their world and what we can learn uh, to try and solve some of the challenges and problems that we face in our world. So one of the most um, easiest and best examples of biomimicry comes in the form of a discovery made by a Swiss engineer called George Mestrel. Uh, decades ago, he was a, a, an engineer and he loved going on hikes. So he'd go up and uh, hikes, uh, go up, out on hikes on the mountains with his dog. And he'd come back and he'd have these burr seeds all over his pants and all over the dog. Now, most of us would probably get pretty frustrated with that and just, okay, get all this stuff up before we get into the house. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, exactly. But being an engineer, he wanted to know how this actually worked. So, you know, he went through that process, looking on the microscope, what's going on here and realized it was a system of uh, hooks on the seeds that were hooking onto Velcro uh, fibers and loops. Yes. There you go. He's Velcro. jumping. He knows. Okay. <laughs> so that, that is amazing because you know who hasn't um you know found a burr or 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 a even here in south africa we get um blackjacks for example you walk through Mm. the the the, the fields here you get blackjacks on your clothes and these things are extraordinary evolved uh organisms that have found a way of spreading their seed far and wide by attaching to whatever animal walks past and I mean, Correct. Velcro is such an amazing substance. It's such, well, substance, a device that we've, that we've come up with as, as humans. We use it on so much, uh, stuff. I mean, it's, it's probably one of the most useful things ever. It's probably made some people very, very wealthy. And it comes from burrs. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. But you know, you know, I realize what you're talking about because it's it, it's it comes from the Greek word biomimicry. Uh, Vios means life, and 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 the mimicry is uh, comes from the Greek word um, uh, mimesis, which means imitation. So imitating life. You didn't have to there bring. There you go. You, you taught me something there. No, he did. No, he's just. No, trying, no, I'm, I'm he's Greek. Trying, I'm Greek. He's trying to show off that he's Greek. <laughs> 
All right, so let's just talk about some of this stuff because this really is fascinating. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we want people to watch the show. And it starts yeah. on Wednesday, the 5th of October at 9 o'clock. So make sure you make a note for that. But you are going so, to... So just to jump in, just if I could, please, Gareth. Sure. It starts at 8 p.m. It's 8 and then 9. And then every other week, the, the new episode is at 9 p.m. Ah, very good. Okay, so it starts at eight and then nine. Okay, so let's just let's just talk about where you're going to go and what you're going to take uh, us on a journey of here. So we're going to go all over the world, and we're going to figure out what kinds of things nature can teach us that we can implement in our own lives and in our technology and in our world, but also how these things have evolved, right? Mm. Yeah, that's correct. So uh, one of the stories that we look at. Um, has to do with shark skin technology. Now, I remember seeing this uh, a couple of years ago, um, probably back in 2015, uh, when I started uh, doing a bit more research and looking into biomimicry a little bit more. Uh, I, I was invited to do a TEDx talk in Bristol, uh, and <laughs> you can actually still watch on YouTube. It's called How the Chicken Cured Cancer. I won't um, ruin the story for you, but you could check it out. And um, one of the stories I covered was shark skin technology. Now, I was familiar with uh, one of the uses, which was in the 2008, I think, Olympics, where swimmers had these swimsuits, which basically mimicked the, 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 the design of shark skin, and it allowed them to swim a lot faster than their competitors. I, I think it's actually been banned now. But one wow. of the other uses is uh, potentially in hospitals. Um, now, why is that? Well, when you look at shark skin underneath the microscope, you can see that they've got these tiny scales on their body called dermal denticles. Now, on those dermodenticles are these small structures called nano ridges. And how they work is that they make it really hard for bacteria to straddle those ridges. And so, and if they wanted to, it would take more energy. So, of course, the mm-hmm. bacteria don't straddle those ridges. They don't stick. And they just float around in the water. They find another animal, another host, like a whale that they can stick to. So now there's a company called Sharklet Technologies mm-hmm. in the States, and they have replicated this patterning and printed it onto different sheets of film. And you can use that to then coat. Well, the theory is that you can you then use this film to cover high contact surfaces like door handles, uh, light switches to try and prevent the spread of superbugs. Now, That's people might go into the hospital maybe just for uh, an operation on their arm, their leg, whatever, a routine operation. Everything goes well, but then you actually have to stay in the hospital for much longer because mm-hmm. you've got a secondary infection. Even if you survive, it costs the hospital and the organizations a lot of money. Oh, yeah. And then you have the, the potential um, downside, which is that some people don't survive that. So potentially a life-saving technology from an animal that's been demonized for, for years and years and years. So a brilliant example there of um, biomimicry potentially saving so, us so, in the future. I mean, that's sharks. And, and you wouldn't think that sharks have much to teach us except stay out of the water, mm. you know, and, and, yeah. and, and you hear Jaws music. But uh, you've looked at, at various animals in this series, um, giraffes and camels. Now, obviously, camels, we could learn a lot about how to, how to store water, um, how to survive for a very long period in very dry circumstances. We know about how mm. camels have these incredible regulatory um, technologies, I suppose you could call them that, evolved systems to be able to, mm. to enable them to, to walk for days and days without having you know, liquid water available to them. There, there are things that giraffes can teach us with their extremely long necks and the fact that they, I mean, the giraffe's heart has to work so hard to pump that blood all the way up to its head, right? Yeah, it does. It's, uh, you can imagine the tallest animal on the planet, um, 
with the longest neck in the world, six foot, and has got to pump all of this blood all the way up to the top uh, to make sure that actually stays alive. But then it's got the opposite problem when it bends its head down to try mm. and take a drink of water. So it's got this elaborate system of uh, valves in its veins and arteries that helps regulate that blood flow, really tight skin around its legs to prevent blood from pooling in those legs. So why are we talking about giraffes? Well, um, and that, that, Particular story can I, can I guess? Enough, can I guess that they're, 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 they're trying to work on uh, on a Viagra substitute? <laughs> your words, not mine. Oh wow! <laughs> Jeez. I don't know where that came from, but it's your podcast. <laughs> that wasn't the technology that I know of. But maybe you can tell me more about that offline. Anybody who's, um, listening, anybody who's listening to the podcast now, just rewind 30 seconds and substitute in your head what Patrick's telling you about giraffes for something else. And you'll see what I mean. <laughs> Simpiwe is even laughing. She thinks it's outrageous. All right. <laughs> So um, why are we looking at giraffes? Well, uh, it, the, we feature the giraffes in the first episode uh, called Explore. Mm-hmm. And, of course, in the future, we're going to want to potentially become a space-faring civilization. And so we're going to have to be able to survive some of those extreme G-forces. Uh, G-forces, the action of, uh, of gravity that on, on our bodies. So, so imagine you're, you're uh, in a car and you're turning left or even when you stop when you brake and accelerate that mo- that momentum of your body go forward and backwards that's the effect of g-force on your body right um fighter pilots and astronauts experience high g-forces mm-hmm. so what they've done is you know inspired by by the giraffes created uh, have you heard of g-suits before yeah they apply they apply a, a, a so, positive pressure to Correct, yeah. exactly. So these suits will apply pressure to your legs, and largely to your legs. You, 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 the, the ones that they've designed uh, actually apply pressure to the legs and then the torso uh, and the rest of the body as well. And why are we doing that? Well, you're trying when you when you're when your body's put under extreme g-force. Let's say you pull back on on this on the stick, and you're in a fighter in a fighter jet, and you go up, you do a loop the loop. Your blood drains from your head down mm-hmm. your neck, your body, and starts to pull in your legs. If you don't do anything about it. You'll first your color vision goes, then it just goes like this, like tunnel vision. Wow, Oops. scary! And it's completely black. Um, do do so... that again. Do that again. <laughs> <laughs> and it literally is like that. Uh, so I managed it. I, I was fortunate enough to to hop in a fighter jet, and uh, my pilot Chip was really putting me through my paces. Luckily, I didn't black out, but I did start you it, i had the gray out so it went from color vision to black and white like a, all of a sudden looking through a black and white tv um but with the those suits it would put pressure on your legs and encourage the blood to stay in your torso and hmm. stay in your head so it gives you it allows you to experience more g-forces before you completely black out so how many g's were you pulling technology so go ahead how many g's were you pulling so without the suit i think i got up to three and a half and then wow. with the suit on, we were pushing about five. So we, we really went for it. <laughs> the, the pilot was trying to make me black out, but he had to stop because he was going to black out. So. <laughs> well, listen, I mean, this I, is... I went on one of those things once and they had a camera in the front there. And mm. somebody said to me, the G-Force makes me look better because it was like a... <laughs> Come on. So... Oh, what, were you in one of the uh, centrifuges? No, no, I was in one of those around? aerobatics aircraft and they had a camera oh, there. But nice. My face was going like this, yeah. Yeah, no, Aki, please, you're frightening the children. So, Patrick, 
One of the things I like about you doing this show is you're obviously not afraid of a little bit of adrenaline yourself. And mm. while you you clearly know a huge amount about the subject matter and you've you've got a great way of explaining this stuff even to idiots like me and Aki. Um but but the the thing about this too is that you put yourself in some pretty dangerous situations. I mean, you just mentioned the G-forces, but what other kinds of uh, adventurous things are they making you do while they're filming this series? Uh, what were we doing? Well, we we decided to try and track down some pretty uh, deadly animals. We were in the Namib Desert tracking down a Peringi's adder, um, wow. a snake that has uh, a very potent venom. Yeah, uh, we were looking at that particular snake just to 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 show how these uh, particular snakes they're known as sidewinders, how they move their bodies, how they're able to kind of ripple up uh, mm. sand dunes. <laughs> uh, I was there with a um, with a with a tracker researcher, and we 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 tried to run up the dunes, and it's you know you take uh, two steps forward, you get one step back, two steps forward, one step back. But wow. the way that the the Peringis added these sidewinders, um, their scales or the belly of their scales. The, the scales on their belly is set up, it, it allows them to get better grip. And then the movement, that kind of rippling movement allows them to move up the dunes really easily. So there's potential to learn a lot from them when we, when we think about creating different robots that can go into nuclear power plants, maybe do inspections. If people are stuck down mine shafts and caves, um, we can have these robotic snakes um, that could go and explore and find out exactly where those people are. Uh, make sure that they're calm. Find out what their condition is. Just so get, that was one just get, animal that we that we looked at. Don't yeah, go get ahead. don't get bitten. Um, that's the that's the only yeah, thing that's important yeah. there. We All were right. wearing some gloves, so we were okay. So what about the the locations and situations that you've been in over the years? Because you're really well experienced in this respect. So if you had to choose one creature that you think that humans still have much to learn from, which one would it would oh, it wow. be? Ooh, Gareth, I think you put me on the spot there. Uh, I, I think I would have to say that I don't think there's any one animal. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the beauty of biomimicry because it, it requires a lot of humility uh, uh, from humanity. Uh, are the, we are tend there, to think that we're there, the most... Are there, birds? In- are there birds that you can immediately think of that could teach us things about, you know, everything from color? Obviously, flight is the one that everyone will go to. But, and, and yeah. I mean, even the Wright brothers will have acknowledged when they built their kitty hawk, they called it the kitty hawk for heaven's sake, that they were taking inspiration from birds. But there are other things that we could probably learn from birds too, because in some ways, you know, if we, if we believe modern science says that maybe birds are evolved from, from dinosaurs, there are some birds certainly that have a similar skeletal structure to some of the, the skeletons of some of the, 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 the sauropods and the, and the sauritians that there were. Mm all those millions of years ago. So instead of them all going extinct, some of them may have evolved. I mean, evolution is incredible, right? There are so many things that we can pick up from the way that the eye has evolved, for example, which is just such a complicated thing. Darwin couldn't even explain the eye. Yeah, so if we go back to what you're talking about with the birds, I think I can think of two really great examples. Uh, One which we covered in the show, which was to do with the albatross. These are birds that spend years out at sea in fact they're able to uh, they have a huge wingspan and mm. they literally just glide along um the the, the wind currents mm. uh, and but the way that they're able to do that is that they have this kind of locking system in their in their elbows so they don't actually use as much energy so they can just lock their arms out and they just literally glide and for for 
days and days and days out at sea. Um, so we actually we, we went to Hawaii. We were looking at these albatross and how they just come in from the sea and come over these islands. Uh, and then we looked at some new technology that was being developed um, by Airbus back in the UK. And potentially we're going to have new types of air- aircraft um, mm-hmm. that have wings with hinges on them. So why would wow. you want to do that? That doesn't seem like you'd want to get on a plane with wings, <laughs> with hinges like that. Uh, but the theory is you take off with these, uh, with, with your wings fully extended. It would give you, it would mean that the planes are more energy efficient because they've got a larger surface area, which is providing lift. But then if you hit turbulence, which actually does make a lot of people feel really nervous when they're flying, you could then unlock those hinges and you'd still, the, fir- the first half would still provide enough lift, but then the second half would then get buffeted around like yeah. this, um, but would make the, the ride a lot smoother, almost like um, like a suspension in the air. Amazing. That's uh, so cool. Yeah. Listen, I could talk to you for hours and hours. We're, we're pretty much out of time for, for this morning, but you do not want to miss the six episodes of Evolve. It is weekly on DSTV channel 185. That's the Curiosity channel from next Wednesday. Make sure you don't miss it. You can get to see Patrick in action, and um, it's really, really good stuff. I would advise anybody who's interested in engineering, in you know nature, in, in, in animal evolution. There's just so many subjects that, that, that are covered in every episode. It's really a tremendous achievement well done patrick it's it's one of the I greatest shows it. terrific stuff if they, if they twisted your arm to go to to go to hawaii eh? <laughs> yeah i was like i don't want to go They're like come on yeah. <laughs> that was uh, great thank you so much for having me on the podcast i really appreciate it i hope your, uh, your fans and your followers uh, enjoy the show absolutely thank you so much lovely to see you patrick thank All you right. cheers, cheers. there we go there's patrick, cheers, patrick. are you and he is the host of this show, Evolve. It sounds amazing. And uh, it's such a cool show, eh? Cliffcentral.com.